RadioInfluence.com Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion Best of podcasting What's going on now and what's soon to happen Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping Dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them Make sure you listen Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear The voice of the people's here Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles And welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear uh, I know you guys have been watching a whole lot of television here as of late, as of, uh, probably all of us have been, uh, you know, the Derek Chauvin, uh, it's come out and he's going to get the maximum. Uh, hopefully you believe he deserves that, uh, you know, watching, you know, that whole trial, it, you know, I don't know where it brings us as, as a country. I really don't. There's a lot of people that are happy. There's people that are applauding There's people that are celebrating, I ain't that person to celebrate. I, I don't know what the hell everybody's celebrating, to be honest with you. You're celebrating uh, a man going down that really should be cut and dry, okay? That, to me, was pretty darn black and white. When you have somebody kneeling on a man's neck for nine and a half minutes, as he's saying, I can't breathe, you're killing me, praying for his mother, then remaining on his knee, his neck for probably three minutes after he's dead or unconscious, while the other people are begging for you to take his pulse. That's not a victory. Hey, people, that's not a victory. That's one that should have been in the books, done over with. And let's just get this straight. We don't know what Chauvin did throughout his career when there wasn't cameras on him and there wasn't people videotaping this. Can you imagine and there's so many videos that are coming out now of just police doing their own thing. You guys have to understand it's deeper than just bringing down Chauvin. I hope you understand that, okay? Because this is the long and short of it, and this is the reality of it. And it's not a one-sided political thing, because I try not to ever do that. Policemen are rarely convicted of crimes. That is a fact. And if you, if you don't think I'm, uh, uh, I'm right, just go back and look at the police report. For the young man that was pepper sprayed, that officer that was pepper sprayed in his truck while he was doing, what was that again? Nothing. They, they didn't see his temporary tags, therefore he's a criminal because his skin is a little bit dark. Go look at the police report and then match it up to what happened because we have the video. The police report said he made a move for me and he was being aggressive. Did you watch that video? That young man couldn't have been less aggressive. Seriously. He had his hands outside the window. And it's to a point now where we have people saying that you have to stop resisting arrest and you have to stop being confrontational. I got some news for you people. When a cop comes up to you and he has his, gu his gun drawn, it's already confrontational. How can it not be confrontational? And I had, I had to listen to people, and lawyers will do what they have to do, but if you listen to some of the stations... They adopted that bullshit that, you know, Floyd died because of the large heart and because of drug use. Now, if he just died at the corner store in the aisle that he passed out, okay. But are you going to tell me that Floyd would have been dead if that offer, if Chauvin didn't show up? Come on now. I mean, this, this is getting ridiculous. And we're to the point now where, you know, you look at the young man that was pepper sprayed. The cops are going to lie. 
They're going to lie to cover their asses. That's just what happens. We have to change the raw, the, the rules and the parameters of policing. We have to. Because the young 16-year-old young lady who got shot, okay? Now, I'm, I'm in this camp, all right? I'm not always on the side of the victims. And she's a victim because she got killed. Uh, and I'm not saying that the officer was wrong in this situation. I'm, I'm not. You know why I'm not saying the officer is wrong? Because from what I hear, that's what they're taught to do. So you tell me, if I have a gun and I see somebody going to stab somebody else and I shoot that person dead, I'm just choosing lives. And I, I don't know if that's the power that you really need. The more sensible thing to do is that person is not threatening your life, correct? If they're coming at you with a knife, I get it. You got to protect yourself. I get it. If she's going to stab somebody else from 20 feet away, and once again, I've heard people say it's hard to shoot somebody in the legs, but if I have a full uh, chamber of bullets and you can't shoot her in the leg, then you shouldn't be a cop. Unload the whole thing on her legs. She'll stop. I promise you she'll stop. But everybody always says that cops are taught and they're trained to shoot to kill. There is the origin of the problem. If you shoot to kill in any situation, and the problem is they're shooting to kill the majority of time when it's black people because they're not doing that to white people. And I think that cops are scared innately to black people. If you'd have shot that girl in her leg, she'd have hit the ground, brother, and that would have been it. But we have to keep on watching people getting killed. And that's what, as black people, we're, 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 ter we're terrified. And then we keep on watching videos of white people threatening to kill cops and then getting away or getting, uh, you know, uh, hauled off in handcuffs without a mark on them. You know, it's, 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 start, it's starting to get a little bit old now. It, re it really is. And, you know, to thank God Derek Chauvin went down, okay, because everybody was so ready to pounce on people that were going to protest. So if, say, Derek Chauvin had got off, would you have been against people protesting that? If he had got off, I don't know what, you know, the average black person would say other than I got to get out of this country because a cop can do whatever the fuck he wants to me. And that would have been the case. Once again, thank God it was, that wasn't the case. And it's getting to a point now where it's getting scary. And I'm telling you, go back and look at the statistics. Cops don't go down. They don't. It's very rare. And for us to be worried that he would get off, and everybody was worried he was going to get off, at least at a few of the counts. The fact that we're worried that he was going to get off when we had nine and a half minutes of crystal clear video and nine and a half minutes of crystal clear audio about a situation of a man with a knee on a guy's throat, and he looked right into the camera with a look like, I don't give a shit. I am God. And we were still scared he was going to get off. It's rarely going to be that clear. And anytime there's a, a gray area, the cop is going to get off. And you know what else is the problem? They keep on protecting cops to where if you're a cop and you get a, and you get, you lose your job in Ohio, you just drive to Indiana and get a job and, and nobody gives a shit. Everything has to be changed. And I'm not here saying you got to defund the cops. Hell no, we need the cops. The cops are important. To amend the rules for the cops to me is essential. And our world in general now that we have to come out with a, an anti-Asian crime bill. 
Listen to how that sounds. How do you think it makes an Asian person sound that you need a crime bill that you shouldn't be violent against an Asian person? Shouldn't that be in the Constitution? Should that be written? I mean, that's part of the Constitution. And now we got to do extra Asian crime bills. And then, you know, we have our state here thinks they're doing something by enacting a riot bill. Okay. Does anybody remember our last president at all? DeSantis. And once again, I don't know know, DeSantis from, you know, from anybody. I don't really know his politics either. I do know this. I know he thinks alike with Donald Trump a lot, as, as far as I see. I've never dug that deep into it, but I believe they think alike. So if they have a riot bill and Donald Trump's the president, you want him to be in charge of which, what's a riot and what's not? Because they told us when the black people are there, it's a riot. And when the white people are there, it's a gathering. We actually had one of the senators actually say that. Oh, those people at the Capitol building didn't scare me, but it would have scared me if it was Black Lives Matter. Those are the people making our rules and regulations. And therein goes the problem. It's a mentality. And I don't know what we could do to change the mentality because, you know, there's still some people that are, was literally almost, there's some people that are okay with what Derek Chauvin did. And they're almost, almost defending him quietly. The great Brett Favre came out and said, it's hard for me to believe that he killed him on purpose. What effing video were you watching? What video were you watching? Shame on you, Brett Favre. Shame on you. Because there's people that actually believe in some things that you say. And that should never be the narrative because he was already, he was already guilty. Okay. It's not up to you. You're not the law. Beforehand, you can say what you want, but now shut your mouth. You should have shut your mouth anyways. So that's where we are as a country right now. And I think it's a, it's a funny, convoluted, eerie, gray area that we live in right now. It's eerie because I, I don't see a solution to all this. Other than somebody putting their foot down and say, it's time for change. But only one side will say that. The other other side will just fight. If one side tries to change, the other side's going to fight. And I don't even care what we're talking about. And you know it's true. And that's the way of our country. And it's sure hard to get things done when that's the situation. If anybody ever has a question for me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Please make sure you listen to the other podcasts as well, as long with the uh, Beckles and Retcher a radio show on 95.3 WDAE and also 6.20 a.m. Monday through Friday, we do usually 3 to 6 or 3 to 7. But uh, thank you once again for letting me get that off my chest because this world is a crazy place and uh, we all live in it and we all love our country, but all we want is for it to look and sound a little bit different. I appreciate you listening in. Have a wonderful weekend and please be safe. Peace out. Uh-huh. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. It's bringing that flavor. Flavor.
Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.